the Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Dr. Pellegrini, take line two. Dr. Pellegrini, take line two, please. Dr. Pellegrini. Hank, you've got to come home. Dee, what is it? What's the matter? I, I can't tell you. I I'm sorry, but just come home. Hurry and, and come alone. <laughs> A frantic phone call, hasty explanations to the medical staff, the race through the hot Florida morning north from Coral Gables to Miami shores with the cold fist of fear knotted in his stomach. So begins an encounter with evil for Dr. Henry Pellegrini, whose career as a brain surgeon, whose very life and that of his family hangs in the balance. In a few moments, Crisis offers a suspense-filled story called... Surgery at Gunpoint. D, I'm home. Okay, Doc. Let's hold it right there. Who, who are you? Hold out your arms, Doc. What are, what are you doing? Where's my wife and daughter? Just take it easy, will you? Okay, you can put your arms down. Who are you? What are you doing here? Well, the boss and me are going to be your guests for a little while, Doc. Where's my wife? She's in there with the boss. Let go of me. Hey, Let's... hold it a minute, big man. Now, let's cool it off. i got to tell you how it is first. See, the boss is sick, and he's expecting you to make him well. And I'm here to make sure nothing goes wrong, see? No, I don't, see. I, I, I don't treat patients in my home. I have an office in Coral Gables, and my receptionist makes my appointments. Oh, yeah? Well, this time we're going to go direct, Doc. See, this is an emergency. All right, you've got me here. Let me go see the patient. Just one other thing. You don't tell no one that we're here. You got that? I don't even know who you are. My name's Vittorio. Call me Vic. And your boss? He'll tell you if he wants you to know. Okay, let's go see him. Dee, are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Has he come to yet? No, he, he's been restless, but he hasn't opened his eyes. Your old lady said she was a nurse once. Yes, a very good one. All right, tell me about this man. How did he get that lump in his head? Well, he slipped on the deck of a boat. How oh, he was out after talk, and a big wave come. He lost a step and hit his head on the edge of the cabin. I see. When did this happen? Yesterday afternoon. Well, why did you get right to a doctor? Well, he got it okay after we brought him around. Then the thing began to swell up, and he conked out. Was there much bleeding from his nose or from his ears? Nah, not that I know How long has he been unconscious? Oh, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Hey, how bad is it, Doc? Well, I can't tell at this point. I suspect a concussion, maybe a fractured skull, but but there may be more damage than that. Well, how do you mean? Look, who is this man? I have to know his medical history. Does he have a regular physician? Uh-uh. Does... Listen, he's never sick. You should see him. He's as strong as a bull. Well, he should be in a hospital right now. Oh, no, that's out. Well, who are you to tell me what's best for him? This tells you, Doc. I, I wanted to tell you he has a gun. Well, that's just fine. I expected that. No hospital. The boss made that real plain before he even got back to shore. I see. Well, whoever he is, I can assume he's a criminal. Otherwise... Oh, you can think what you want. See, we didn't just pick any old doctor to come to. We come to you because you're supposed to be the best. I'm a surgeon. Surgeons operate in hospitals. Hey, you got a pretty good lab right here in your house. Your old lady showed it to me. He insisted I take him through the whole house. I, I suppose to make sure nobody else was here. That lab is just a workshop. My hobby is electronics. There's nothing connected with medicine. You think he's pretty sick, huh? Anytime a patient goes comatose, unconscious, he's pretty sick. Now, if you want my advice, you'll tell me all you can about him before it's too late. Oh, 
What do you need to know is he's about 51. That's all you can tell me about him? What more do you need to know? Does he have high blood pressure? Is he a diabetic? Is he allergic to anything? I don't know. No. He's all right, okay? All that's the matter with him is he hit his head. Now, can we take him to the hospital? I'll have to have a name on him and an address so he can be admitted. They'll want his social security number, his medical insurance oh, number. Oh, they... yeah. He don't have none of those things, Pellegrini. They took all that away from him when he deported him. Oh? Yeah. So you fix up a new name for him, and we'll use this address, okay? All right. I'll call the hospital and make the arrangements. What name shall we use? I guess it don't make any difference. Uh, call him Mr. Brown. Yeah, call him uh, John Brown. All right. I suppose you want to drive in with me in the ambulance. Ambulance? I'm not going nowhere, man. I'm staying right here. What do you mean? But, but Sharon will be home at 2.15. See, that's what I had in mind, you see, Doc? With me here with the family, i got to believe that's the best life insurance I can buy for the boy. How's everything going? It's all right so far. Are you okay? Oh, oh yes, yes, I'm fine. What's, what's Mr. Brown's condition? I'm still waiting for the pictures. I got him checked in all right. Told a few people he's an old friend who fell on his head while he was out at our place. Uh, listen, is Sharon home from school yet? Yes, she, she's out swimming. How is Vic treating you? Oh, all right. Has he tried anything? Oh, no, no. I'll be home by six, I hope. Hey, that's it, Doc. Let me talk to him a second. Oh, Vic wants to talk to you, Hank. Put him on. Yeah, how's it going, Doc? We won't know anything until we can read the x-rays. Oh, yeah? Well, when's that going to be? Any minute now. I'll, uh, I'll call you. Yeah, yeah, do that. And, uh, and listen, don't worry about your wife and kid. Uh, they'll be fine. Just so long as Mr. Brown is okay. Listen, Vic, I don't like that kind of talk. I'm doing all I can here, but I can't make any promises. Oh, Yeah? Well, neither can I, Doc. Neither can I. That's a nice place you got here. The Doc's pretty successful, huh? I mean, uh, he pulls him through pretty good when he operates, right? He's a very fine surgeon. Yeah. You know how we decided to come here? I got a newspaper clipping about how your husband saved the life of a guy who got a slug right in the brain. Guy came out as good as new. You remember that? You must mean the federal agent. Yeah. He was shot by a narcotics dealer. That's right. And two months after he returned to service, he was shot again and killed. Right. Now, why would you say a clipping about that? Oh, let's don't ask too many questions, huh? Were you and that man involved in that? Believe me, lady, you don't want to know. Oh, you were then. Look, I got a piece of news for you, doll. The less you know about us, the longer you and the kid will keep on breathing. Hello? Hey, you still okay? Oh, yes. What about you? It, it's past six, and I... I've, I've been t- studying our mystery man's pictures. He has a depression of the left frontal lobe, and there's fluid there. It's got to operate. Oh, no. Better let me talk to Vic. Yes. Here, it's my husband, for you. Yeah, Doc? Well, I've seen the x-ray pictures, and I'll try to explain what we have to do. The swelling is over a piece of skull that is broken, and it's pressing into the left front part of the brain, the part that controls speech and consciousness. Uh, There's fluid in there. 
Yeah. When are you going to do it? Tomorrow. What are his chances? Good. How good? I can't be more specific until we open up the skull and look in. Unless there's some complication, I think his chances are good. Oh, that's good. That's that's real good, Doc. But you have to understand this. There's always the possibility of brain damage. Now, brain cells don't regenerate like cells in other parts of the body. He may suffer some loss in some of his functions. Well, Doc, you'd better see that he don't. And one other thing. Don't play no 20 questions games. What do you mean? Like I said to your wife this afternoon, the less you know, the longer you keep on breathing. Good evening, Dee. Oh, Dr. Maxwell. I missed Henry at the hospital this afternoon. He got away before I had a chance to see him. Is he home tonight? Uh, yes, he's, he's in his workshop, I think. Uh, come in, come in. Thank you. I'll, I'll run and get him. Just, uh, just have a seat, please, Doctor. Where's Vic? The little hood is up watching TV in the guest bedroom. I thought I'd never get him off my neck. Who's at the door? Dr. Maxwell. Maxwell? What's he doing out here? I don't know. Must be urgent. Well, Doctor, what a surprise. Pleasant one, I hope, Henry. <laughs> Any time the director of Florida's biggest hospital drops in, it's an occasion. Coffee, doctor? I never drink it, thank you. No, just a word with Henry, if I may. Oh, surely. Sit down. Sit down. Henry, I'll get right to the point. Who is John Brown? Dr. Maxwell. Who is he? Do you know? <laughs> yes, of course. Why do you ask? Henry, this afternoon after you left, I got a call from a federal narcotics agent. Seems an alien they deported five years ago is back in the country again. Came back in last night on a fishing boat, suffering a serious head injury. Oh? Yeah, they figure he'll turn up in a hospital somewhere in the Miami area. What's his name? I have it written down somewhere. Oh, here. Um, his name is Tito Sangaroni. He's ruthless. And he has a partner with him. A man named Vittorio. Well, uh, why are you telling me all this? Well, just thought you ought to know about it. Well, I frankly don't see any connection with me. Or with this John Brown? No. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Henry. That takes a load off my mind. Because from what this FBI fellow told me, you can't deal with these fellows. And I thought, well, if you weren't absolutely certain who this John Brown fellow is, we just call in the police and let them investigate. Well, I, I don't think that'll be necessary. Good. Well, I'll be on my way. Sure there's nothing I can do for you? Not a thing. See you tomorrow, Henry. And uh, oh, good luck on your surgery. Tito Sangaro. Mine's going, Pellegrini. Oh, you've been listening, have you, Vittorio? You know, it's really too bad, Doc. Tito could have had his operation and slipped on out of your lives without you ever knowing who we were. But it's uh, past that now, isn't it? What are you getting at? 
Just do a good job in a morning, Pellegrini. There's, uh, there's something you don't seem to understand. Your threats aren't going to make me a better surgeon tomorrow. A surgeon operates with something besides skill. It, uh, it takes nerve. If you so much as touch my wife or daughter... Hey, hey, that... hey, cool it, cool it. Nobody's going to touch nobody. Your job is to make it so Tito can walk out of here. My job is to see none of you forget yourselves and talk about him or me. Hey, hey, where are you going? Back to my workshop, do you mind? I'm going to bed. I'd like to know where you'll be. Right outside the doc's workshop, babe. Why? What do you think? Oh, do what you want. Hey, what's he building in there? He's working on a garage door opener. Oh, uh, one of them remote control gadgets? Yes. Why? I don't know why. It's a hobby. He's always making radio-controlled model planes and boats. It's how he unwinds. Okay, all right. I, I was only asking. Hey, how late do you think he'll work? Until he's exhausted. Bunch count five. Five. Check. Ready to close. Pressure? Bill, you close them up, will you? Right. Very unusual procedure this morning, Dr. Pellegrini. Oh, hello, Dr. Maxwell. I was watching. You were? Well, you never know when you can pick up something worthwhile watching your colleagues. Well, time will tell on this one. Yes, indeed. Time will tell. Dr. Pellegrini, Victoria has gone to rent a car. No ambulances. If you insist on this, I can't be responsible for your health. But you are, Doctor. You are responsible for whatever happens. Ah, ten days it's been. Is that right, Mrs. Pellegrini? I guess so. And you've been waiting on me hand and foot like a slave. And I am better. Much stronger. Mr. Sangaroni, won't you... Damn it, it's... damn it, don't use that name. I'm sorry. Mr. Brown, how much longer? Well, Vittorio is in Miami today making certain arrangements. Now, when he comes back, if all goes well, we shall be out of your lives forever. Now, what time is it? It's... It's 5.30. Uh, well, he should be back before now. When is the uh, doctor coming home? I don't really know. I do want a last family reunion before we part. I'm such a sentimentalist. Or have you noticed? Let go of my hand. But such a fine hand. 
manicured and smooth. Tell me, have you ever had to wash a floor or dig through trash cans for your food? Well, my mother did. She scratched for every scrap of food she ever gave us. Wore her fingernails down to little torn stubs. We buried her in the only dress she owned. And I swore on her grave that I would have the money she never had. That I would never live like an animal again. Or does that offend you, lovely woman? What offends me is the way you made your money. As a supplier of a necessity? A supplier of death. Heroin. Ah, but even death is a necessity. Sometimes. Ah, did I hear the door? Vittorio. Oh. Oh, it's me, Tito. Oh, I see. Well, as soon as Vittorio gets back here with his briefcase, we shall be able to settle accounts. Oh, he did a little business today, did he? Ah, more than a little, Doctor. Today he disposed of over a million dollars worth of uncut heroin. Mm-hmm. And what's your take on that? Well, more than enough to justify the trouble and the pain. Oh, yes. About the pain. How's your head feeling? I'll need more pain pills. Yes, I bet you will. I'd like to explain about that pain. Know much about the brain, Tito? No. Well, your brain is a little different than anyone else's at the moment. Oh? How so? Well, you see, tucked down in those convoluted folds of matter in your frontal lobe, where your brain does its thinking and forms your speech, down amongst those folds in your brain, there's a tiny silver tablet about the size of an aspirin. I put it there. You put it there? Yes. Why? What does it do? Right now, it's what's causing your headache. Well, why did you put it there? It was easy to implant. I was in that area anyway, repairing your other problems. Look, I don't like playing games, Pellegrini. Oh, I know. You have the gun under your blanket. I don't think you'll use it, though. Here, D, take one of these. Catch. What is it? It's a little radio transmitter. Same kind you put in your car to open and close your garage door. Now, notice, Tito. D has one, and I have one. And I have the gun. Right. We each have a weapon. Because, you see, these transmitters are weapons. The silver pill in your brain has two elements, Tito. I made it up the night before I operated on you. Tore apart a model plane I had built to get the parts. What are you... One half of the pill is a tiny receiver tuned to the wavelength these transmitters use. Plus a little mercury battery. In my head? Exactly. But let me tell you what else is in there. Ever heard of a glow plug? Uh, No. Well, any model airplane builder can tell you a glow plug is what ignites the fuel to run the model plane's engine. Glows. Red hot. And that's what you have in your brain, Tito. A radio-controlled glow plug. Pellegrini, I'll kill you. Now listen. My wife and I both have transmitters. No matter which one of us you shoot first, the other one will press his little button and your brain will fuse into a stinking little lump of burnt tissue. Right where you think and talk. Want to try it? Well? (laughs) You're bluffing. I know you're bluffing. No doctor would do that. I am going to wipe both of you right off the map, right? Look at him. 
Oh, how horrible. Did you push your button? Yes. So did I. I guess we'll never really know now which one of us did it. And there you have the consequences of pushing a highly principled man one notch beyond his ethics. I'm glad to say Vittorio was nabbed in the act of selling his heroin to a federal agent. And as you heard, Tito Sangaroni blew his top. Our players were Ray Court as Dr. Pellegrini, John Amendola as Vittorio, Pat French as D, Douglas Young as Tito, and John B. Hughes as Dr. Maxwell, with Shirley Aries as the nurse. Inviting you to join us next time, this is your writer-director, Jim French.